Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 12.35 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer joining you from my sister at Rogers Place. Guests on the show, if he ever came out west, if we let him come out west, Elliot Friedman is one of those guests. Uh, he would receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. I know I just uh, fired off a whole bunch of swag to uh, John Shannon. Roos Chris, it's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow the sizzle to 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Maggie and the staff orders now sent you. All right. Uh, Again, we're closing in on the NHL trade deadline. We've already had Ryan Nugent Hopkins uh, join us. Uh, actually, we didn't even talk to him about the trade deadline because, frankly, I don't see him going anywhere at the deadline. There have been a couple trades today, big one involving uh, Matt Duchesne. Elliot Friedman, courtesy of our friends at River Creek Resort and Casino, again, have Kim Mitchell. Uh, all We Are, that's the best song for Kim Mitchell. Maybe you can uh, cue that up, the, the, the part where the uh, bass player Shows that he's got a better voice than Kim Mitchell. Uh, Brendan, if you could do that for me. Elliot Friedman joins us, the pride of the uh, Western Ontario Mustangs. Elliot, how are you? Wait a sec. How come Shannon gets free stuff? What is that? Well, if you came out west, I would hook you up with Roos Chris. Throw, tell him to throw in his bag and bring it back. Actually, he's got enough to throw a couple in his bag and bring them up. <laughs> Okay, that's good. Good to know. He bought the bottle of red wine the other night. That's all I'm going to tell did, you. Eh? After did the Tuesday wallet. night game, well, over at the Westin. Did, uh, did, did his wallet like crack? No, I'm the one that's <laughs> actually. Can I tell you, I'm the one that's notorious for that. Are you really? Uh, well, that's I'm not. That's pathetic. I'm not. You know awful. what? I'm not cheap with the company's money. I'm cheap yeah. with my money. Yeah, that, that's bad. When you're in a group setting, you can't be like that. I used to. You can't uh, be like that. That's I, I have an old school friend, and he might be sitting right next to me right now. John Sexsmith from Global TV. You'd remember John, and yeah. uh, he's uh, still at, he's back at Global now. He's had his battle with cancer, and he's fought his way through it. And he would be the first to tell you that from about 1993 until at least 1998, 99. Uh, hey, John, uh, Elliot's son. Who, when we went out back in the day, when we used to run, so we ran what, 89, uh, I don't know, when we both get married. Are we still running? We still run once in a while. Who tended to pay more? Oh, man. You were the heaviest tipper ever, man. It was unbelievable. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. See, Elliot, I was forever in the bar business, the restaurant and bar business, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was Mr. like 27.5%. Yeah. Long before. So. Uh, well, that's good. I respect that because I am a big tipper. You are. I, uh, you... I just, uh, I, I really am a guy who I like to tip, especially if the service deserves it. And I hate, I hate bad tippers. It makes me crazy. It makes me nuts. Well, it's funny because, as you know, when you work for a club and an organization, we have uh, several corporate partners that uh, join us on road trips, and uh, I, hey when uh, the guys from our uh, partnership activation team reach out and say, hey, Stoff, do you mind going for dinner with the folks from Scotiabank or the guys from Molson's? 
generally speaking, uh, knowing what I have with my per diem, I, I, I tend to yeah, no problem. I'm the first guy to say yes, <laughs> figure out why, right? So uh, that's, <laughs> that's, that's one of the bonus perks. Elliot must have some trade deadline tips, Bob. Well, that's where we're going to... Oh, are you going to join us for the second oh, here, John? No, no, John's here shooting good. something else, but we might as well... Uh, for, let, let's get to it. Your thoughts on the Matt Duchesne trade? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I really thought that the favorite this week was Nashville. I, I'd heard... I said yesterday in one of my hits that I heard there was a snag with the Predators, and that turned out to be the case. And, um, you know, Doug McLean was saying last night on our our shows and and they worked the Edmonton game last night that he thought Columbus was getting in there and he turned out to be right. Uh, it, I think it's a, I think it's a bold move for Columbus. Yarmo is going to be speaking at uh, three o'clock your time at the rink in Ottawa where they're playing tonight. And I'm sure he's going to get questions about, okay, what does this mean for Panarin? Um, you know, I, I think that that's going to be the most interesting question now. Because one of the things people were kind of talking about was would Columbus trade what they had to trade to get a player, and then would they trade Panarin or a Bobrovsky to get to replace that? And I'm curious to see. I think they're going for it, but we'll find out for sure. I think the other thing too, the the Abramov player. Uh, like Columbus had two prospects that they were not going to give up. Liam Foody. Yeah, yeah, yep. uh, Foodie and and Alexandra Texier, who's sure. playing overseas. Those were the two guys because I don't think Colum- I don't think Ottawa was the only team that tried to get those guys out right. of there. I think other teams tried and they were told no good. Abramov, I think that is a, that's the key part of the deal. I think of the two prospects, mm-hmm. and he's a guy Ottawa knows. He played in Gatineau in the Quebec League. Yeah, it's right in Ottawa's backyard. They saw him a lot. Um, his first year in the AHL has been tough, but it's only year one. And if you're going to gamble, you're going to gamble with the guy you know. And you know, I'll tell you this: I, I think the most, I think Duchesne's off season is going to be really interesting because uh, I think a lot of people think he think he wants to play in Nashville. I don't think that Nashville uh, was willing to do this unless they knew they could extend him. I think that's what they really wanted. And, you know, I don't think, and quietly, I think there's a belief in the Ottawa area that they are not out of the running for getting him back. That they know that he knows what their offer is. It's around eight times eight. I think it's going to be interesting to see what the second half of the Matt Duchesne chapter here is going to be. Well, the only way Nashville, in my mind, at that price point could bring in Matt Duchesne is if they trade Kyle Turris who ironically was involved in the three-way deal from Ottawa. I kind of thought, you know, and Pierre Dorian, is, you know, we've had him on the show a bunch. As you know, Elliot, when he was uh, an assistant GM, he was out west a lot. He's a really approachable guy. I do think Pierre's a pretty good talent evaluator. That trade op- that trade obviously did not work out the way they envisioned. No. They misread no. the marketplace. They got a number one. They get two conditional number ones or a number one? No, they, they have a solid one this year. Yep. They have that one, and the one next year, 2020, is conditional on Duchesne resigning in Columbus. All right, so let's work our way. I'm not even going to say down lateral with Ottawa. Mark Stone, yep. and I might have you know my own pipe dream of maybe Mark Stone's former owner, GM, coach, ending up potentially in Edmonton, but that's neither here nor there. 
give me a yeah. riff on what you think is going to happen with Mark Stone. Well, they they Duchesne was on the market last Saturday. Dezingle was on the market yesterday afternoon. And Stone, I understand, was on the market last night after they lost to Jersey and he didn't play. Now, I someday there's going to be a full story about this and like what really happened and how it went down. But there weren't a lot of negotiations with Stone until about a week ago, Bob. And Ottawa made an offer that at least made him stop and think. And I said that I heard the rumor was five times 10.5. And that was denied to me. And then after I wrote that that was denied in my notes this week, 31 Thoughts, a couple people reached out to me and said, you're in the ballpark. Yeah. Like, it's, it was something like that. It was five years or six years at a big number. It was not max term. And he at least thought about it. And I think the biggest question, Bob, is how close did they get? Because I think they weren't far, but the big question is structure and all that stuff. So he went on the market last night. There were some rumblings this afternoon that maybe they would try again to see if they could get a deal done. But as I sit here talking to you at 2.43 Eastern Time, 12.43 Mountain Time, I, I think he's going to get traded. Now, a lot of the teams believe that if Winnipeg wants him, Winnipeg is the team that is best positioned sure. to make the trade Ottawa wants. I think right now Winnipeg has balked at paying the price. Yeah, well, you know, Winnipeg stuck to their guns, stuck to their prospects. Another organization moves some guys out, and uh, Winnipeg are where they are, and another organization is where they is. Elliot Friedman joining us from NHL Hockey and Rogers for our friends at River Creek Resort and Casino. Bob Stauffer with you. Elliot, uh, you said something that I had to address on, well, what did I say? on, a, on a podcast with a guy by the yeah. name of Joshua Marshall. Uh, yeah. and Ryan... Petrovic, yeah. Ryan Petrovich, uh, involving Taylor Hall. Now, just for full disclosure, I have yeah. repeatedly stated, uh, Elliot, that if Taylor Hall ends up in free agency next summer, yeah. all 30 NHL teams should be on him. Yeah, I'm sure they would be. Right? Which also yeah. means this one as well. Mm-hmm. But what did mm-hmm. you say the other night? Oh, well, what I said was they asked me a question. Um, and they just said, if you were the um, if you were the Oilers GM, what are three things you would do? And I, I one of the so I said, okay, I can't remember one of the things, but the first thing I said was I would take my time and talk to everybody in the organization, including people like Peter Shirelli and Todd McClellan, who were no longer employed by the Oilers, and I would just say that, um, you know. I want every you to tell me everything. Why was this decision made this way? Why did that happen that way? What was the process? And how would you do things? I can't remember the second thing I said. And the third thing I said was, look, if next summer Taylor Hall is an unrestricted free agent or he's available, I would look at reacquiring him. And and that's what I said. And uh, you know, I kind of I figured that it might get some traction. But look, you're asking me what I would do if I was the GM of the Oilers. I would do that. I would see if I could bring him back, if it was feasible to bring him back whenever he is available. I wouldn't even wait till this, uh, and I know you've already addressed it, that you don't, don't expect him to be moved, but uh, mm-hmm. I would I would explore that option this summer, frankly. 
and be prepared to move three or four assets to get them. We're joined by Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey and Rogers. Bob Stoffer with you. I, I don't think you have what. Like, what are you moving for him right now? Well, uh, if uh, if theoretically Darren Ferris in the Hall camp communicates to New Jersey that it's going to be challenging to get him re-signed, and yeah. are, are we having a different conversation at that point? Of course, but still, like, that's going to happen a year out, right? Yep. If, if that happens, if. Well, the draft like, is I, I look, the draft in I Vancouver at, is a year and one week out, Elliot. Yes, no, but like if you if you look at this right now, like you watch what New Jersey's doing. Like they are clearing the deck. Yes, right? they're going to have a lot of cap room because they got to sign like, Hall and they got to sign Heischer. Yeah, but what that says to me is they they aren't they're telling like to me from the outside from where I am compared to New Jersey. That says the team that's clearing the decks to say to Taylor Hall, we are bringing in somebody to play with you. Somebody big. Yep. And so, I mean, you, you see how that plays out. Could be a rush. And it, yeah, it could, very well could be. And if it works, there you go. If it doesn't work, and then you say, okay, what have we got here? Hey, if I was the GM in Edmonton, I'd be making that call. Elliot Freeman joining us for NHL Hockey and Rogers. Bob Stoffer with you. By the way, Elliot, everybody talks about Zingle, and they talk about uh, CC in yep. Ottawa. There is a guy in Ottawa that I would be prepared to give up a little bit to get, and that's John Gabriel Pajot. Yes. Th- that um, guy is a really good third-line center, and he's a right shot. The only thing I would, I, I would say is, are you concerned at all about has the injury robbed him of any of his ability? Yeah, well, that's why you have pro scouts. Yeah, exactly. I agree with that. But I'll tell you this. I think Pajot is a, is a hell of a player. So do I. And he drives people bananas. Like, I'd love to have that guy on my team. No, he's a good player. All right, some of the other big boys. So everybody's kind of watching the dominoes in Ottawa, the smaller trade with Nicholas Jensen today, uh, Detroit. Yeah. Um, Washington's made a couple moves here already. Who are the other teams? The West has been a little bit. San Jose dumped a contract today, which kind of intrigued me yeah. a bit. It says to me they might be adding somebody. For a pick, um, yep. Um, I, I think that, you know, I don't think, though, that they have the ability to make uh, a huge move. Like, they've, they've made big splashes. They traded for Carlson. They traded for Kane. Yep. I don't think they have the assets to do that. But I know they're definitely looking for depth. Yep. Like, they're... Uh, like names like Sorensen, uh, or Sorensen, excuse me, uh, Johansson is a guy who I think that they're looking at. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised if they're looking at a guy like Zuccarello. Um, you know, guys like that are kinds of the guys I could see them going at. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they would try to steal Wayne Simmons if the if it gets low. But I just don't think it'll get to a point where San Jose will be able to do what it can do. I, I do think one of the guys they've looked at is Eric Fair who played for them last year and is playing in Minnesota. He played in the playoffs for them last year. But I think that those are probably the depth moves that they're going to make. And, you know, the team down the highway from you, they are definitely one of the teams in on stone. There's no question about that. Wow. Well, they've got some, they've got some cap space. And they for this the, they for the this year that they could do it yeah for this year yeah they've got uh, I mean they've obviously the three young defensemen they've got there yep. right and I, think, I th- like they've got they've got the now I don't think they can do it like Winnipeg can do it like that is but again like I said earlier Bob I'm not convinced Winnipeg is willing to pay the price but I do think that Calgary has interest in Stone a lot of interest 
All right. Uh, anything further in Toronto? Do they add a little bit of muscle? Yeah, I, I you know, Dubas doesn't really believe in that kind of a thing. Um, it's not his history. I think they, you know, there were some reports out of New York yesterday that they asked about Kreider. And I just hear that the price on Kreider is enormous. Like, Toronto has made it very clear it doesn't want to subtract from this year's roster. Yeah. It's not trading Sandine or Lilligren, their two top prospects, or their first-round pick for a rental. But, you know, Kreider's not a rental. He's got one more year. Um, didn't you know, they already, Elliot, sorry, didn't they already trade their first-round pick for Muzzin? Sorry, sure, another first-round pick. Excuse yeah. me. Yes, yeah. you're right. Um, and but you know the one guy I'm kind of wondering about for Toronto, I, I I do wonder about is Montour. Like Bob, if you look at Mon- and Anaheim's coming to play you guys tomorrow night, you look at Montour's. I He's out there, Bob. But if you look at Bob as I stand, since Bob Murray took over as coach, it's gone down. He's out there. So I'm curious about that. One. He's out He's there. A- yeah, he's a Toronto fit if, if 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 that's available. Well, right shot, right, and he can. Yeah, the player he's that he, the player really he skilled. most. Yeah, uh, it reminds me a lot of Mike Green. But uh, if you saw if you saw Tom Wilson run over Gardner last night, like on the second Washington goal in Toronto, I mean that in, in locally that is the question that's being asked: is they need toughness? Didn't and they you know, have? Didn't they have uh, Matt Martin, and then they flipped him back to the island, and Lou took him back, and now Martin's playing on that fourth line that's the best fourth line in the league that it's actually probably the best third line in the league? They did, but don't, you know, I, like the one thing about Martin is Toronto played him for a long time, for a year and a half, and it just didn't work. Yeah. It didn't work for whatever reason. Yeah. You know who's played well for Edmonton of late is Cassian, but right now he's probably their he's probably been their fourth best forward. You, you know what? It's every time I watch him, he's get, he gets like a breakaway a game. Like he's you know, and that's the thing, like okay. Cassian like you remember you you remember you used to have Lorac there and Craig Simpson would always say to Lorac I'll tell us that it's say Lorac, you know how much money you could make if you just do this more often? Like same with Cassian, same deal. I got a, I got something funny to tell you. So we got John here. John's son Joel is a uh, he was a Swift Current Broncos first round pick. He's with the Vancouver Giants. He got moved there last year, and John yeah. was all over me in the fall uh, about who are you saying John should be playing on McDavid's right wing? I've been saying it for two years. Cassian right wing with the big line, and just because it provides a different dimension, it does, and, and he can skate. Oh, it's funny, and I was like. He's, he's a bottom six forward, of course, right now. And maybe it speaks a bit to Edmonton's but lack. But he was a first-rounder, too. Yeah, he was. He went 13th to Buffalo. They come with a pedigree, yeah. and it comes with a little bit of skill well, he, involved, His too. thing is he can skate. That's the biggest thing. I wouldn't move. Like, people are like, well, they got to get there. You know, they got to create more cap space. Elliot, they, I, I've run the numbers 16 different ways but Sunday, and you know I would do that. They'll, yeah. be, they'll be able to add one impactful forward via free agency in the offseason. The others? Yep. I think mm-hmm. so. Or trade for one. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like they, the, uh, a four to six million dollar guy. I believe they. I believe they'll be if if they get really pragmatic with their bottom six spots. So, and the wild card is Paul Yarvey as well. Elliot, uh, thank you for your time. No worries. Glad to hear you're doing well, John. And uh, Bob, just Thanks, uh, Elliot. open up that wall. Open up that wallet, okay? <laughs> well, uh, we're going <laughs> like to, the good old days. We're going to Nashville. I'll see you in Toronto. We do not practice on Wednesday, Elliot. You know, you know what? Or, there's no, 
There's no Tuesday. state tax in Nashville, man. Remember, okay? I don't. I've never so paid. You could open that up. I've never paid for a drink in Nashville over the years. Let's just say that, uh, Elliot. I stand corrected. The Oilers play Nashville Monday. We fly to Toronto after the game. No practice for Edmonton on Tuesday, I believe, and then uh, it's Leafs on Wednesday, Ottawa Thursday. Well, well, so so Monday is the trade deadline, Bob. Yes. Tuesday night, I've got tickets to the Raptors. Okay, yep. I'm, I'm taking a night off. But after that Raptors game, we are meeting you downtown, and you are paying. I'm telling you right that. Uh, Everybody in Edmonton is a witness. Elliot, Bob is paying for our drinks. Elliot, on I, I'm going to tell yeah. you. I'm going to tell you right now. You know which hotel we're going to be at. I'm not. Yeah, yeah. We we have a guy traveling with us on this trip that's coming, and you're gonna be you're gonna want to come to our bar. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. You're invited. I'm find out what room you're in. I'm charging it all to that room. Just so you know. <laughs> at the place we're staying at, I won't be able to afford it. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> Thanks, Elliot. All right. Take care, guys. Be you well. That is Elliot Friedman for NHL Hockey and Rogers, courtesy of the River Cree Resort and Casino. This fall, join the president of U.S. Travel, Dennis Laliberti. He's going to go on a 16-day trip to Italy and Greece, a nine-day tour of Italy, visiting the cities of Rome, Florence, and Venice, daily guided tours, then board NCL Cruise Lines for a spectacular seven-night Greek island cruise, including meals, nightly entertainment, a private sunset dinner. You name it, they got it. Visit newmanstravel.com. If you book now, you save 250 bucks. Off to a global news weather traffic uh, update with Eileen Belt. John Sexsmith, thanks for coming by. Thanks for having me. Just like old times, eh? Yep. Uh, when we come back, actually, we're going to head off to Rachel Notley's uh, media availability today. Uh, I'll rejoin you sometime in between about 1.15, 1.20-ish and 2 o'clock. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.